This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. Listeners, we have three favors to ask of you. First, we want you to submit a question. You can do that by going to our app, as Pastor Michael likes to say vcob.org is our website. Either one of those places, it's easy peasy to find where you click that little button and submit a question. You can do that anonymously or you can sign your name either way. And if you do sign your name, we will be sure to not mention you unless you want us to mention you in this podcast. Number two, we want you to share it, share it, share it. Share this podcast and all the podcasts that you're listening to. We have uh, several people that have been telling us how much they're sharing this with others and creating great conversational starters. And third, we want you to rate and review this by going to the iTunes store. That's the only place you can rate and review it. And uh, just give us five stars, please. All right, Michael, here's our question for today. I love what this person's trying to, trying to get at here. What is VCOB's position on divorce and remarriage? Great question. Think, I think I know who this person is. Um, but not certain. It doesn't matter. But good question. What is the position on divorce and remarriage at Village Church of Bartlett? Uh, I think we would share God's general opinion on divorce from Malachi two sixteen, which says God hates, hates divorce. divorce. So whoever you are, wherever you're at, you may be listening to this, and um, you might be in the process seriously contemplating divorce. Um, you might you might be three quarters or ninety nine percent of the way through the process, and uh, if you are walking down that process, and your spouse wants reconciliation in any way, God hates God what you're doing. Hates divorce. So um, the person who is more of a critic of us may listen to that and say, um, "You don't know what they've been going through." Right. You're right. Um, mm-hmm. Now there are. Two exemptions where you can walk down the path of divorce and, and God may about, still. Yeah, you're talking about biblical exemptions. Yep, biblical exemptions that um, God will maybe say, I still hate that this is happening, but you're free to do this. Mm-hmm. So, um, exemption number one is adultery. And I want to be really clear I do not mean by ab- adultery pornography addiction. I do not mean he looks at other women or she looks at other men. I mean, actually adultery. Right. That's, that's really clear. There have been some people who have tried to justify their divorce because he brought a porn addiction into the marriage that that frees them from the marriage and allows them to get remarried. That's um, a stretch. It is a stretch. Um, Matthew 19, 19, 9, Jesus says, I say to you, whoever divorces his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another commits adultery. And, and in the context, um, there's not a lot of, I think, play. This does not mean he just had a lustful thought. It's, no. It's he, he committed adultery. That is, the, that is the main point of this of this thrust here. Right. The second legit reason why somebody could get a divorce 
and then be free to remarry. That's I think that's the important part is um, free to free remarry. remarry is if they are abandoned by an unbeliever. So Billy Bob loves Jesus. He's married to Susie Q who doesn't love Jesus. Susie Q says, I'm sick of being married to a Christian. I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Billy Bob in that circumstance is free from the marriage, free to remarry. Right, because she's abandoned him for the for the for him following Jesus. Yes, and this was um, apparently somewhat of a common issue in the first century because Paul was That's writing right. to the Corinthians, and he's like, "All right, look, I understand that you're coming to Christ. God is changing your entire life. Jesus is being formed in you. It's driving your spouse nuts. Where did the person go that I married? I don't know you anymore." Well, they're becoming more like Jesus. And, and so that's spouse, what should happen. That's what should happen. And the spouse is like, I'm done. And so he's like, look, Paul's like, if they are going to abandon you um, and they want a divorce, then you're free and you are free from that obligation. If, though, they want to stay married, you do not leave them. They have to abandon you. So abandonment and um, adultery are the two things that would give a Christian the freedom to divorce and then to remarry with a clear conscience. Now, right. let's get like um, sticky. Um, Tim, I don't know if we've had this direct conversation. So, you know, jump in um, with your thoughts. If they're a little bit different, that's okay. fine. Um, I've got two Christians, Billy Bob and Susie Q again, but this okay. time they're both Christians. Okay? Yeah, both of them Christians. I don't know okay. a Billy Bob and I don't know a Susie Q. So they're my generic <laughs> examples. Um, and uh, so Billy Bob... Uh, divorces Susie Q. Okay. And at this point, there's no grounds. Nobody committed adultery. Nobody abandoned each other because they're both Christians. So you're saying irreconcilable differences. They just divorce. Yeah, they're just divorced. Both of them are Christians and they just can't get along. So they divorce. Susie Q wanted reconciliation. Billy Bob is like, nope, I'm done. Okay, got it. So Billy Bob goes on his way and he remarries. Mm -hmm. So now here's my, my question. When he has sex with his new wife, is that adultery, A, B, does that adultery sever the covenant with his wife and therefore now his wife is free to remarry, but she's innocent and he's guilty? Okay. Would you agree with that? I would agree with both of those statements. He has committed adultery. Now, adult in that case, that adultery is that one-time event. He is now entered into hopefully a covenant relationship with his new spouse. So he, you know, each time he has sex with his new wife, it's not adultery, but it was adultery because he abandoned uh, and he turned his back on his first wife Mm -hmm. and it frees the first wife who he divorced to remarry. That's the way I see it. Um, That's the way I've interpreted that, the, what, what Jesus was talking about. Yep. You know, I and, yeah. and I want to make sure that we cover this. Uh, Jesus was clear when the Pharisees was asking him about this very question about divorce. Matthew nineteen eight, where Jesus said to them, because of the hardness yeah. of your heart, Moses allowed you to divorce your wives. From the beginning, it was not so. God's original plan was never that divorce was an option, but it was because of the hardness of the heart. And and that's the way I see those two reasons, those two biblical exceptions for divorce is adultery. And I, I would see that as an, a hardness of one person's heart towards his spouse or her spouse and saying, you know what, I don't want you anymore. And I'm going to have my fling. I'm going to have my sexual needs met through someone else. That's a hardening of the heart. 
And, and I would also see that as something that is not a one-time event, but something that has become a lifestyle in that spouse. An un, un, unrepentant person, uh, a spouse who says, you know what? I don't want reconciliation. You no longer can satisfy me. I have found someone who meets my sexual needs now in a new way, and I don't want you anymore. Yep. That's a hardness of our heart. And that's the same reason for abandonment, where a person doesn't say, get up one morning and say, you know what? I'm not going to church with you. Mm. Well, that that's not abandonment. Correct. You know, it, it is it is that I know you're a follower of Jesus, and that is not where I'm at, and, and I'm out of I'm here. Outta here. I'm out of here, and it is a willful decision that they turn their back. And again, those are exceptions where, where Jesus allows for divorce, but he does not promote it. And mm-hmm. he doesn't say, because this happens, now you have to have a divorce. He says, I will give you an exemption for this. And there, there's a principle here that if there is a divorce, someone, it might just be one person, someone has a hard heart. Yeah. Someone, somewhere. Um, and if the adulterer is not willing to repent, that's the hard heart. If that's he right. is, but the other person isn't willing to forgive, there's also a hard heart there. And they even may be given permission to divorce in that circumstance, but there is a hardness of heart there. And I do appreciate that Jesus has not made this unnecessarily difficult. He has given these exemptions and says, I get it. Okay. Yeah, I get like, it. I, I get understand. It, you know, so. Um, but I want to be clear, you know, in our society, divorce is is the is many times acceptable and sometimes encouraged by counselors sometimes other christians and christian counselors the amount of times we get people who come in and say my christian counselor told me to get a divorce divorce. really and usually they're from a liberal denomination and they sanctify their counseling practice with christian i mean that's honestly been a very common experience that we've had like the word christian counselor um, does not like all christian counselors are not created equally let's just put it that (laughs) i agree i'm married to one so i understand this world um but marriage, well. you know, one of the societal lies that that Christians and non-Christians have bought into is marriage will make me happy. Yep. And no, God designed marriage to help you be holy. Yep. Gary and, Thomas's book, The Sacred Marriage, that's the tagline. Yeah. What if God made marriage to make me holy, holy. more than to make me happy? Yeah. Blew my mind the first time I read that. And I was like, what? Like, I always thought I was going to get married to be happy. And God's like, no, no, no. Marriage, marriage is there to make you holy, which will make you the most happy. That's right. But like the path to the most happiness oftentimes comes through painful sanctification. Yeah. And and sometimes you need that spouse to jump in, jump on your frame and say, hey, what you're doing is wrong. And not, not jump on your frame in, in a sexual way, but, you know, jump, jump down your throat and say, hey, you are, you are acting in sin. And, you know, if we really love our spouse, we give them the freedom to do that. And, and who better to keep us on track with Christ than a spouse, than someone, someone who loves us deeply, cares about us completely, mm-hmm. wants the best for us. You know, that is what marriage is all about. And it's not about happiness. And so, so often we buy into that. Well, I'm not happy. Therefore, you know, it's okay for me to get a divorce. We're just, we're not compatible with each other. No, that's, that's not the case. So to a couple of just, I guess, thoughts here. Mm -hmm. I, I have talked to a number of Christians who were younger and they got divorced and they were Christians. They went to church sure. and whatnot. And yep. uh, maybe there was adultery. Maybe it was irreconcilable differences. They ended up divorcing, parting ways, even amicably and yeah. then get remarried. And then, then they hear teaching on this later. 
Uh, is their new marriage doomed? I would say absolutely not. Yeah, and that's where I, w- I want to be. I want to make a distinction. I, I would. We cannot advocate you saying, "Eh, he'll forgive me anyways," and just going and doing it. No. That is not. Um, that is blatant sin, mm-hmm. dishonoring to God. But um, there are a number of remarriages that probably didn't happen under the greatest of circumstances. Yep. Um, a lot of times I would say the majority are just a lack of knowledge because there's so much misinformation on the issue of divorce and remarriage and what's permissible and what's not. And so um, what I don't want to do is I, I do want to call out divorce for what it is, right? And if you've been divorced and remarried, then allow us the permission to talk to people right now who are in the thick of it right? and they need to fight and they need to fight for their marriage, okay? And like appreciate that. On the other hand, um, there'll be some people listening to this, and I just want to give them a bunch of grace and say, I know mm-hmm. for many of you, you had no, you had bad counsel, yeah, yeah. Um, you so, had bad someone teaching. Someone told you to do this, and, yep. and and you you followed the advice that you were given. Yep. And you did what you did, and it's done. And you can't undo it. And you're not going to go get divorced again to go and, remarry and go somebody no, else. You're not going to do that. And uh, so I get that. And the uh, the other the other side of this is there's a whole like uh, slew of people who have been physically abused by a spouse, sexually abused by a spouse. And, um, you know, I don't, I'll tell you what, I don't have an opinion. I do have an opinion on separate yourself immediately, get out of all physical harm ASAP. We've, we have had to enter into circumstances where we've had to take people out of homes, isolate them, protect them. That's just a part of loving somebody well. And um, some some Christians have made the case that sexual and physical abuse is abandonment. It reveals uh, a lack of the spirit of God, and they may not be abandoning them spatially, but they're abandoning them um, on the most fundamental levels of providing protection. Um, and so I, I don't know what I think of that. I've mentioned this in another podcast as well. But mm. um, so like there's a part of me that says, OK, if they're going to do that, now this is where um, – my default is to advocate permanent separation and yep. let that person divorce you. Um, and um, are you free to remarry in those kind of circumstances? Well, when that person remarries and severs the contract uh, covenant, I will, if you will, I would say, okay. But, yeah, that's where I would land too. Um, it, it's okay to separate, maybe long-term separation if there's yeah. or ongoing physic- I mean, yeah. Yeah, physical, emotional, you know, spiritual abuse. If, if there is abuse in that relationship, there needs to be a healthy separation. Yep. How long that goes until that, yeah. the person repents. It's or circumstantial. Until, or until that yeah. spouse remarries um, and, and chooses the path of divorce. Okay. Yep. If that's what they choose, then the other person, uh, the person that was yep. being abused um, it, it is, is bound to unmarriage until the other spouse marries. Yep. And the that, that's the hard thing about marriage is that, I commit myself to the marriage, uh, even if I'm not able to be in the same space as them. That's right. Until that person un- divorces me, right? You know what and, I mean. And that's, that's the why hard it, part. That's, and that's yeah. why it, it we we you know we've used the word covenant. It is marriage is not a contract that gets broken. Mm-hmm. It's a covenant till death do us part, or till you know that divorce paper is is filed by the other person, where that marriage is then ended in death. Mm-hmm. But the thing that gets me is, you know, God hates divorce. Mm-hmm. It is not the first thing we jump to. Yep. And nor is there the person who has been divorced. Are they unforgiven? Have they committed the unforgivable sin? Absolutely not. Right. God yep. can forgive them. Yep. God can restore the a marriage. 
it takes a miracle in, in, in many situations, but that's what God does. That's our God. He is a miracle working God. He mm-hmm. can work in those relationships and, and restore the marriage to where it should be. Yep. But here's one thing I want to go back to. In abusive situations, in the counseling situations that, that I have been in with abuse that's gone on, I've always asked the abusee, and I've said, did you see this in your spouse while you were dating? Did you see glimpses of this early on before before you entered mm. into the marriage covenant? You know, and they mm. entered into that marriage knowing the possibility of uh, ongoing abuse, either physical or emotional or sexual, and they saw that at the beginning. That's why marriage that's why God tells us you don't enter into a marriage covenant lightly. That's where you should get good mm-hmm. good premarital counseling. And there's always exceptions, but there's that's exceptions. the standard is you when you're dating somebody if you pay a little bit of attention. Pay attention. I mean, almost every issue my wife or I have had, we could have called out before, before. we were married because we talked about. It. I mean, it was there, you know. So that's that's a great. Oh. And the goal the goal the goal is always restoration, restoration, and reconciliation. You know, that's holiness in the marriage relationship yep. and the covenant. Absolutely. So I think there is probably somebody listening to this who is seriously considering divorce or in the process of it, and they do not have biblical grounds, and they say they love Jesus. And you know, I've just learned when Jesus says He hates something, he's I, serious. He's pretty serious, and I don't really want to mess around with that. And if you really are a son or daughter of God, and you're pursuing something that you know he hates um, expect swift discipline mm-hmm. and if he doesn't discipline you that's even scarier because yeah. you're not actually saved because apparently God disciplines his children um, when they enter into willful sin Amen. thanks listeners for joining us today please come back next time when we answer the question is it okay for Christians to choose cremation over burial burial